0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Life 101. Glad to be back. It's been a while. I apologize for being away, but duty called. How's everybody out there doing? I hope all has been well. I hope life has been good to you. Ah, let's get down to business, because I'm glad to be back. First of all, in lieu of last night's All-Star Game and the All-Star Weekend, I personally would like to send my condolences out to Vanessa Bryant and all the families who lost, who lost loved ones in the crash that killed Kobe and his daughter Gianna, a.k.a. Gigi. What uh, I have a problem with is the backlash that Gail King has received because she was doing her job. Reporters and journalists are tasked to ask the tough questions. Maybe her timing was a little off, however, but reporters on ESPN made light of Kobe's indiscretions in Denver and his subsequent legal dealings that became of it as a result, and there wasn't much said. What I'm trying to say is that while Kobe Bryant was a a gifted professional and championship athlete, He was also a mere mortal. He was a man, and we make mistakes. He was a well-paid athlete. The thing is, he didn't cure cancer or AIDS. He didn't fight crime. I mean, you know, he, he was just a man, and we have to stop putting athletes and entertainers on a pedestal, because at the end of the day, we're all human. Kobe didn't walk on water. Kobe didn't say, peace be still, during a raging storm. So what we have to do is applaud athletes and entertainers, applaud their given talent. But at the end of the day, they're just like us. They're human beings. They put their, le- their pants on one leg at a time, just like the rest of us. They have to wash or they're gonna stink also. We have to stop making gods out of mere mortals. I mean, parents, you are charged with making your children look up to you. I mean, that, 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 that's the one thing I've always been proud of. A good friend of mine told me, he said, man, you are your son's hero. And truthfully, parents, that's the way it's supposed to be because 1% of 1% will make it to the professional level as an athlete and as an entertainer. So we've got to teach our children to strive in other areas. And while I'm kind of talking about professional sports, I was thinking about the Super Bowl and how much money was generated. They actually, most companies actually paid five and a half million dollars for a 30 second commercial as well as the athletes, the participants in the Super Bowl, some are going to walk away with with an excess of $219,000. And now we're finding out that schools have to cut programs, extracurricular programs, programs that keep children off the street and keep children out of trouble. People, I like sports as much as the next guy, however, comma, we've got to reassess our priorities. We keep forgetting our children are our future. And when we show that we don't care about our future, our future isn't going to care about us. You know, some kids, sports is the only thing that's keeping them from getting in trouble. It's the only thing that's keeping them sane. And to cut programs in school like band, uh, drama club, cooking clubs, things like that, you're saying that you don't care about your children. And the same people that are making these cuts, they're not going to cut their big salaries. And they're going to be the same people that complain about what are we going to do with these children. People, we got to get our priorities together. I mean, I don't hate on athletes because if I can make the money that they make – I would do it in a heartbeat. However, and LeBron James is an exception to the rule. Give back. Give back. Invest in your communities. Go to go. Go to places where you come from and let these children know that I made it out of here. You can make it out of here. I made it playing ball. Why don't you make it using your mind? Because there's not everybody's going to make it as a professional athlete. I have a nephew who's married to who was married to one of my nieces, and he kept talking to me about how his son is going to make it in the pros. And I told him, I said, "Look, man, what you should be talking to him about is getting that education. Yeah, yeah, he gonna do all of that, but he's still gonna make it in the pros. Wake up, parents! Stress education." Education is the key to this nation. And if you think education is not the key to this nation, why don't you turn on CNN, Fox Network News, ABC or CBS, and let's talk about the occupant that's in the White House now. Because it's obvious he didn't take his education seriously. And while I really don't want to spend a lot of time on that because it just burns me up every time I think about it. But that professional wrestling match that they called an impeachment trial was a travesty. It was an insult to the, to the humans, excuse me, it was an insult to people with rational thinking. How do you have a trial and you do not examine one witness That means your mind was already made up. Come on, people. And uh, while I'm talking and thinking about it, we ought to send get well cards to all the Republicans in the Senate and the Republicans in Congress, because obviously they've had their backbones and their consciences removed. I mean, come on now. We've we we got a man in office who cares about no one but himself, who's enriching himself anytime he decides to stay at one of his properties. That's money going in his pocket. And and the 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 farce that they're trying to say about uh, Hunter Biden making millions of dollars. How come no one has said anything about the millions that his daughter and son-in-law have amassed in the three years that, they, that he's been in the White House. People, we have to vote. We have to vote. When our senators don't do the job that we want them to do, we have to vote. I've never seen such a, a exercise in hypocrisy. They wanted to nail Bill Clinton to the wall. For a marital indiscretion. But this man did something to jeopardize national security and it's okay. America's not great again, people, because unless you're wealthy, we're still struggling. Are you really and truly better off than you were four years ago? I think not. Especially when we've saddled our children, grandchildren, and maybe even great-grandchildren with a trillion-dollar deficit. And how are we going to pay for that tax cut that we gave to corporations? We're going to cut programs that help, like Medicare and Social Security. And we're going to cut programs to help people go to college. Is that really making America great? Vote, people. If you don't vote, you have no business complaining. You really don't. And I've always told my son this. Take the time. Read a newspaper. Watch the news. Know what is going on. We cannot continue to have cowards speaking up for us. We can't continue to have yes men speaking up for us. You know, I I, I just... I just wonder how Lindsey Graham sits down and talks with his children or his grandchildren. I mean, he was so anti your president and now they're, they're the best of friends. Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, this man denigrated you guys. Talked about your wives, your families, and now you've got your head so far up his posterior end. Uh, can you breathe up there? What's it like? I mean, what happened to being able to look at yourself in the mirror? I crave success as much as the next man, but I've got to be able to look at myself in the mirror. I've got to be able to talk to my children. I've got to be able to explain to my children with a straight face. This is why I did what I did. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, it's too serious to laugh at. And Rush Limbaugh, a medal of freedom, a blowhard, a bigot, an honor like that. What What mark has he left on this country? Come on. What mark has he left on this country where he deserves the highest honor a president can give a person? (laughs) I know what he did. He left a mark on the president's backside. That's what he did. (laughs) Oh, I just I just can't believe it. I just can't believe it. I don't want to believe it. I mean, people wake up. This is our future. This is our future we're dealing with. And it's 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 we're throwing it away. We're throwing it to heaven, not to heaven. Excuse me. We're throwing it to hell in a handbasket. We really are. And I mean, for what? For what? America was already great. We didn't have to make it any greater. She was already great. What makes us great? is our diversity, our difference of opinions, our difference of ideas and how we meld them together to make things. That's what makes us great. And let's let let me caution you. The only pure Americans here are native Americans. We're all hyphenated Americans. Don't ever forget it. I was looking uh, on the news the other day at how Because of your president, bullying has taken on a whole new meaning in schools. Stop that, people. We gotta teach each other to love one another. Because at the end of the day, and you've heard me say this on more than one occasion, we're more alike than we are different. Don't ever forget that. We're more alike than we are different. Like I've said earlier, if we don't wash, we're all going to stink. If we don't go to the doctor, get our shots, et cetera, et cetera, we're gonna all be sick. No person is better than the other. And remember people, we were all made in the image of God. I'm gonna get off my soapbox now. I just wanted to let you folks know that. You know, I was thinking the other day Several weeks ago I uh, helped call a high school basketball game at Cleveland Heights High. And I was looking at the young kids walking around and I had a thought. For most of them, their biggest worry is about curfew and about not getting caught drinking and not coming home smelling like cigarette smoke. And I'm thinking to myself, they're in such a hurry to be grown, to be adults. And they do not realize how great they're living. You don't worry about bills. You don't worry about keeping a roof over your head. You don't worry about nothing. All you've got to do is ask. And most more often than not, your parents are going to give. (laughs) And And I say all that young children to say this. Stay a child as long as you can. Because becoming an adult, and being an adult, and having the freedom that comes with being adult, there's a steep price you have to pay for it. So prolong it as long as you can. Because truthfully, at 50, almost 57 years old, I'll go back to raking leaves, shoveling snow, Cutting the grass, (laughs) keeping the basement clean, taking the dog out for a walk. I do it in a heartbeat, y'all. You know, like my late mother used to always say, don't be in a hurry to be grown because it's not everything is cracked up to be. (laughs) It really isn't. And thinking about children, you know, I often look at my own two children and I wonder, have I done a good job? And My answer is, I've done the best that I could. I got up, I went to work every day, I attended parent-teacher conferences, I helped with homework, and I laid down the discipline when was necessary. And the one thing I learned since becoming a parent, children don't come with a manual, and nor are, are, are we as parents perfect. You know, when I was younger, I used to question a lot of things my mom did. And I used to always say, when I get grown, I'm not going to do that to my children. But you know what? When your parents have raised you right, you're going to do it word for word, step for step. And now that I'm older, I understand. See, you kids don't, don't understand. We're under a lot of stress. We've got to worry about a roof over your head. We've got to worry about food in the refrigerator. We've got to worry about clothes on your back, shoes on your feet. We've got to worry about that light bill being paid where you go out of the room and leave every electrical, every electrical thing in your room on while you're in another room. We've got to pay that gas bill for when you're taking that 20 minute shower and and, and 15 of those minutes, you're not even in the shower. The water's just running, you know, where the we've got to pay that gas bill to make sure that uh, the heat is on when you're got when you've got the back door open or you didn't make sure it was closed all the way. So, I mean, there's a lot to becoming a parent and you really learn to appreciate your parents. Once you become one, I mean, I used to wonder why it was it was it was demanded that you got good grades. You know, it was it was demanded that you carried yourself a certain way Uh, in my mom's house. There was one rule, her rules, what she said went. And if you questioned it, you discovered pain. And I look back at all of that now. And I am so thankful that my mother cared enough to light me on fire. And see young people, I'm from the era before there was six, nine, six kids. That means parents could thrash you into a coma and there was nothing but nine times out of 10, you deserved it. And I look back now and like I said, I am so thankful. I am so thankful that my mother cared enough to like this little rump on fire when it needed to, needed to be lit on fire. Because guess what, children? If we don't discipline you now, either the police or someone in the street is gonna do it, and they're not gonna do it with love. Always understand that. Sometimes you may think your parents are being unfair. You may think they're being unreasonable. Oh yes, yeah, so what, I didn't study for that test and I didn't get a good grade on that test. Well guess what? Habits you develop as a child, you will take into your adult life. And if you half step growing up, you're gonna half step in life. And guess what? You can blame everybody else in the world for your not being where you need to be in your life. But at the end of the day, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror because it's your own fault. Mom can only do so much. You know the old saying about leading a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? Well, that's the truth. Your parents can only do so much. It's on you to do the rest. Because seriously, if any parent worth, they, worth their salt will tell you, I want you to do better than me, I want you to have more than me. I've said it to my children on numerous occasions, and it is the truth it really is the truth. You know, seriously, and also never take your love once for granted. Never. Never let petty grudges and little petty arguments drive a drive a wedge between people that you care about because life as we live it each day is precious and every day that you have been allowed to wake up and put both feet on the floor and everything is working, you have been granted a gift by God. Use your gift wisely, you know what I'm saying? I always liken it to every day that the Lord lets you wake up. He's giving you another day to make it right. I've lost several siblings in the last five years And I now have a niece that has health issues and and all it does is teach me how precious life is and life should be spent enjoying living it to the fullest. I mean, don't waste time with people that are going to shackle you and not help you to fly. Don't don't be bothered with someone who anytime you talk to them or anytime you see them, all they're spewing is negativity. You don't need that, nor should you want it. Nor should you want it. I mean, I've often I often tell people that if you make it to 50, you have been blessed and anything after 50 is just gravy. And that's how I look at it. I don't do drama. I don't do he said, she said. Because the thing of it is, people, the person that comes to you telling you what someone else has said about you, nine times out of 10, they initiated the conversation, and they did more talking than the person that they're telling you did. And there's an old old country saying, If you bring a bone, you'll take one back. And most people come to you to tell you something to get you fired up. So you'll say something about a person that they have a beef with, and they'll take it right back. And and with me, when people come to me saying, well, so-and-so and and -and so-and-so said this about you. You know what I always tell them? I don't wanna know. Whatever they said, God bless them. Because you cannot have a fire without fuel. And if they take things back, you can look at them and tell them, you you were lying. You were lying. I didn't say that. And that's another thing. I I, I was talking to a friend of mine this weekend. When you lie, you have to continue to lie. It's not worth it. Because you have to remember every line of crap that you've said. You've got to remember every lie you've told to cover up the previous lie. And guess what? That's too much work. (laughs) that's too much work you know what I'm saying deal with it speak your truth because it's something I've always told my son the minute you say something and you don't back up what you say then from that moment on your credibility is shot because people are going to say this man is just talking Sierra Hotel India Tango do not listen to him don't pay him any attention and you don't want that. You don't you don't want that. It you know, I've learned it is so much easier going through life keeping it real. Because no matter how many lies you tell, people are either going to like you or they're, or they're not. And at some point, those lies always come back full circle. <laughs> they always come back. Trust me on that people. Trust me on that. You know, so you might as well just Try to be try to be who you are, because trying to do anything else, trying to be fake and phony, that's going to it may get you popularity, but only for a short minute. I've always told both my children, I've always told them, you have to do what is best for you. It may not be cool. It may not be popular but you have to do what's best for you. I was out uh, with my nephew for his 21st birthday. And we were out and one guy was trying to gold him to drink. Oh, take a shot, man, take a shot. And that's really not his thing. And he was starting to feel pressured. And I said, you know what? You don't want to drink a shot, you don't have to. I say, because you have to do what is right for you at all times and like i say sometimes it's not going to be cool sometimes it's not going to be popular but guess what you've got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror a lot of people don't realize that but you do you've got to be able to look at yourself and like what you see or as i always say you can't shave with your eyes closed you've got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror when you lay your head down on the pillow for the evening or for the night, you've got to feel like, well, what did I do wrong today? Did I, did I, did I make a difference in someone's life? Did I live my, my life the way I should be living it? You've gotta always ask yourself those questions because at the end of the day, there's no one with you in your conscience, no one. And your conscience, unless you're the occupant of our 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Your conscience is not going to let you get away with doing the things that you've done. Seriously, you know, a few weeks ago, I spoke about stopping the glorification of thuggish and gangster behavior. And uh, ladies, I have to say it starts with you because once you ladies stop accepting this ignorant behavior, it'll fall by the wayside. Ladies, go back to having standards. In my day, oh, when you when you call yourself going to step to a female in my day, you had to have all your eggs in one basket. You had to have your stuff together. You know, women were more intelligent. Well, well excuse me. Let me take that back. Women were were intelligent. They demanded certain things, they demanded that you treated them with a little class, they demanded that you had a job, they demanded that you had some kind of a future to offer. I mean, I remember after my wife passed, and I've said this before, and I was getting back into the dating game, and I was just taken aback about how the more uncouth you were, the more ignorant you carried yourself, Women seem to like that. And I don't want my daughter accepting a rude and thuggish gangster behavior. I don't want her accepting that because I teach her you're worth more than that. Is your self-esteem that low where you figure I'll have to do this just to have somebody? Guess what, ladies? You can do bad. And gentlemen, also, you can do bad and feel bad by your lonesome. Never accept less than what you want, because accepting less than what you want, you're not going to be happy with it. She can look like Halle Berry. He can look like Denzel. But guess what? If there's no gray matter behind those good looks, you still don't have anything. (laughs) <laughs> and guess what, people? Looks fade. <laughs> Looks fade. Uh, hair thins. Gravity takes a gravity takes 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 a hold. And guess what? If you have no gray matter, then you have nothing. I just I just really want you guys to understand that. Twenty years from now, are you going to look back on how you were and be happy with it? You know, I mean, I listen to I listen to a lot of these young guys talk about how many children they have. Uh, newsflash, that don't mean nothing if you're not feeding them. That don't mean nothing if you're not taking the time to raise them. That don't mean nothing. And for you females, stop lowering yourselves standards. Ha- have some couth, ladies. If he already has three or four children, what makes you think that you're going to be the one to turn him around? Prayer may turn him around, but you're not going to do it. Why would you saddle yourself with a child from a man who already has children he don't take care of? Does that make good sense? Because it sure don't sound good to me coming out my mouth. So, I mean, what is, what is, your, what is your lady's rationale? Like I said, I so thank God that my mother demanded you carry yourself a certain way. And my mother had a BS radar that just would go off like a like an alarm clock. I used to feel so bad for my sisters because their boyfriends had to come over and meet my mother. And my mother was brutally honest. Where did you find this piece of work at? <laughs> We gotta get back to that, and it all starts. Fathers, be at home for your children. Show them how, show them by loving old mama. Your children watch everything you do, and they listen to everything you say. And as they get older, they can't wait to contradict you and call you out. Well, you told me to do these things, but I didn't see you doing them. I was always conscious of that. I'll never forget my uh, Uncle Jack, retired minister. When he met my son at three years old, he said he's a nice looking boy. Now you teach him how to be a man. And that stuck with me. And in teaching my son how to be a man, I became a better man because I realized He's going to be watching everything I do. You have to walk it like you talk it. You really do, people. You have to walk it like you talk it. Fathers, be at home. Be there for your children. And if not, get some plastic. Girlfriends, get your pills. Don't don't bring a life here if you're not going to give it a life. I mean, it just, it just, it just sickens me. It, it just sickens me what women are willing to accept and the depths that men will go to, through to not put forth any effort. My baby girl told me one of the sweetest things uh, a few months back. She said, Daddy, this guy asked for my phone number, and I gave him the wrong phone number. And I said, why, baby girl? She said, Daddy, because he walks around with sagging pants, and he's not talking about nothing. Well, see, in my house, sagging pants and ignorance is not allowed. When you speak in my home, you're going to speak with clarity. You're going to have something to say. I once told my son, if I ever see you walking around with your pants hanging off your behind." I see that sensation that you're going to feel is me trying to put this size 11 right up the cracker there. And I meant it because, fellas, whether you know it or not, you're your daughter's first love. And if you're sorry as a man, guess what? Your daughter's going to think it's okay to have somebody sorry. And it goes for women as well. If you're if you're less than as a woman. Your son is going to think it's okay to pick less than a woman. I was in the bank Saturday, and I asked to tell her. I said, how's your son doing? "Oh, Oh, he's a trip. Oh, he's giving me problems now. And I looked at her, and I smiled. I said, but you know what? He's going to pick somebody just like you. She looked at me. She said, you know, I never thought about it like that. It's the truth. It's the truth. We get rid of all this unnecessary crap by not tolerating it because it says in the Bible, raise a child in the way that they should grow and they won't stray from it. If you've grown up in a household where there are rules, where there's a certain way you're going to carry yourself, you really don't deviate from it. You really don't deviate from it. I was fortunate enough to leave home at 15. And that's when I started realizing that my mother actually knew what was going on out here in this world because people, our parents have been where we've got to go. And what what our parents and what we as parents now are trying to do is keep you from bumping your head and hitting the same roadblocks that we hit. We're not trying to stifle your fun. We're not trying to stifle your creativity. We're, we're just trying to make the road a little easier for you to go up so you can do the same for your children. And I stop, I mean, one thing about my mom, if we were watching questionable things on TV, oh, that was done quickly. She, she changed the channel or turned the TV off. Go upstairs and read a book. Go finish that homework. Go outside and play. Crazy behavior was not encouraged. Parents, we've got to take over our houses again. We've got to be parents because I'm going to tell you something, people. You're going to look back and you're either going to bless your parents or you're going to curse them. Because I used to think my mother was being the worst person in the world because we couldn't go sleepovers and things like that. All you got to do now is watch Jerry Springer or Steve or Geraldo, and you'll you'll hear about people who were abused at sleepovers. My mother used to always say, I don't know nothing about them people you want to go visit. But now I see she was trying to keep me alive. She was trying to keep me from being messed up in the head. There were times that she would tell us we could go out and on the night we're getting ready to go out, she changed her mind. But you know what? She probably saved us from danger. That's our job as parents. That's our job. If we look at this guy that you bring over, and, and 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 he and he can't put two sentences together, or this girl that you're bringing over that's got the the high hemline and the no and the low neckline, you know. And I can tell I'm getting older because the first thing I see when I see a woman with everything hanging out, she has low self-esteem and she doesn't have a brain because. Truthfully, people, sexy is a state of mind. You can convey that and they don't have to see anything. I mean, I understand about trends and I was young once. (laughs) But is there still a way to go about doing things? There's still a way to go about doing things. You want to be treated with respect. Carry yourself with respect. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. If you look like you're a $2 streetwalker, guess what you're going to be treated like? A $2 streetwalker. Fellas, if if you want to be if if you look like you are a hootlum, guess what you're going to be treated like? A freaking hootlum. Oh, they tripping. No, they're not tripping. You tripping. You tri- Look in the mirror. I'm out lots of times with my fiance D. And I say, baby, you can tell the people who don't have mirrors in their house or people who don't have friends, because friends shouldn't let friends leave the house looking like this. It's we are a visual society. And we we form a lot of judgments based on what we see. And then you really bring it home when what we hear coming out your mouth is crazy There's nothing wrong with speaking with good diction. There's nothing wrong with having a conversation. There's nothing wrong with being able to sit down and carry out an adult conversation. You're not weird. You're not crazy. But habits that you develop as a teenager spill over into adulthood. And I hate to say it, but I know guys in their 50s that still don't get it that are still at home with mom, that don't take care of their children. And to me, that's the I have no respect for you, male or female, when you don't take care of your children. There are no excuses for not taking care of your children. Because if you took care of your children, we wouldn't have this gang and hootlum mentality that we have. That's just my opinion. Do me a favor. Hit me up on Facebook. My page is Mr. J. Look for the classic red 1970 Cadillac Coupe DeVille convertible and tell me what you feel about how do we stop our sons and daughters from going down a road of degradation and despair. And do you agree with me that our sparing the ride does spoil the child? I want to thank y'all for listening to me. It's been a long time and I'm glad to be back because I did miss y'all. But duty calls. See, when you you have to be about it as well as talk about it and see, I have to work to take care of my two children and my daughter has given me some of the best news. She's already been accepted at two quality colleges because We've taken education seriously in my household. And that's where it starts at. Education is the key, people. You'll constantly hear me talk about education because that's the only way you can make any change in your life. As a matter of fact, I'm blessed to be coming to you because I chose to educate myself in the broadcasting field. And it's nothing like living your dream. And I want to thank each and every one of you out here who have taken the time today to listen to me, to thank you for allowing me to live my dream and to try to kick a little advice to you. You know what I'm saying? Because the Commodore said it in a song called Sweet Love. I wish the world had all happy people and there'd be no more wishing to do. And that's the truth. And it's easy to make yourself happy. Mind your own business, (laughs) tend to your own affairs. Or as the old folks used to say, clean up your own house before you try to clean up mine. Because you know, as I've told my son, if you've got time to worry about other people's business, guess whose business isn't being taken care of? Take care of your own business. And guess what? You will live a happy, more fulfilling life. And as always, Shout out to Bishop Eric Kincaid Clark and his lovely first lady, Pastor Lenore Clark. Shout out to Pastor Gloria Chaney. Shout out to Bishop Jack Spencer, Pastor Emeritus and his lovely wife, Missionary Rachel Spencer and to their son, Elder Daniel Spencer and his wife, First Lady Jazz. I want to thank each and every one of you because your words help make this podcast what it is and as always shout out to my man Tommy D shout out to my man Tommy D cause he gets it <laughs> he gets it thank you again one and all and we'll see you next week same bat time same bat channel peace